Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm G.O.D. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Yo, yo. G-O-D here. Ramon. All right. So, today, second episode, but uh, really the first real Real discussion, discussion. in-depth discussion. It's about to get real. Yes, exactly. Um, But yeah, so this episode is called Origins Before the Past, How Beliefs Came to Be. And how it applies to you. Yes, exactly. So we're going to go back and uh, digress a little bit about the beginnings, um, how they were developed, then how until they evolve um, into what they are today and how we perceive things today and realizing the importance behind understanding that and how it can be applied uh, to your own individual life to help you better on your endeavors. Right, because a lot of, well, all humans since the beginning of time have used things called symbols um to basically understand things even down to words are just symbols um they're not technically real they're agreements they're sounds that we agree that mean something that we're envisioning in our heads so they're symbols yes and since the beginning of time like geo's saying uh our civilization has used these things to develop and raise our consciousness and understand life more. Yes, exactly. So, you know, you're you're taking, um, you know, the first experiences uh, that are being experienced and taking note of them, whether it's mentally or actually recording them down. Uh, but if you think about it, recording them down or even sharing them word of mouth, you have to have some sort of imperter- uh, interpretation of them. So uh, if you think about primitive time, you think about like, well, what about before we even spoke, you know? So that's where sim- uh, symbols and symbology comes a big play into this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a development phase in the mind. Um, even starting from when we were kids, we watch our parents, listen to them, le- learn from the people around us, the words and symbols that we associate with today. And uh, I thought of a great analogy of using symbolism for you to understand how the mind works and think of your mind like a garden your subconscious mind you have your subconscious mind and you have your conscious mind you have the thing that scans the everyday reality the thing that starts screaming at people while you're driving on the road or uh, the you know when you're um when you're talking with people on just the daily grind when you're doing the everyday things when you're you know going to the bathroom when you're eating breakfast any of these things, that's your conscious mind. But your subconscious mind, that's that's this garden of beliefs that you have kind of stored away. Look at it as a hard drive or a garden. It's kind of like a memory bank. Right, right. Kind of like a picture memory bank. Right. And what you could look at it as is, and this is once again using symbolism, your conscious mind waters the seeds of your subconscious mind. Mm. So as the gardener who is aware of both things – Somewhat. 
you, you use your conscious awareness to plant the seeds in your garden. And the more you think something over and over again, that's you watering the seed in the garden. Mm-hmm. So over time, when things are repeated over and over and over again, and sometimes in certain circumstances, thousands and thousands of years, like our culture's done, we develop a garden of beliefs. We we develop this, we have many different types of things grown in our garden, like weeds and good and bad things. And I guess the the, the goal of today would be to take that symbolism, to take that analogy and to, and to really kind of go back and see if maybe we could pick out the weeds for you. Maybe we can kind of show you what we've planted in the garden, how it got there, who gave us the seeds. Yeah. And then what seeds we're starting to plant today, um, whether they are of your own or are they given to you, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you know, and just we're, we're, we're here to, and then after going through all that, it's basically to tend your garden. We're going to, we're going to speak on tending the garden, but first going into more about the orange, uh, origins of things, um, and how they came to be. So you could see that what is maybe in your garden may not necessarily be one of your choosing or even your liking. Right, right. And and more for the nerds out there, um, you could also look at it as what's what's that you got there stored on your hard drive? Yeah. You want people to see that thing? Is that pre programmed? Did did it come with the software itself? Are you worried about the cops? Yeah. Finding out what's on your hard drive. Exactly. <laughs> but Right. So, and, and we find this important because this leads into a lot of other topics that eventually we get into. Um, but, but it is mostly important to understand where, why we call it origins, why we think the origins are important is that's how you, you know, how do you get to the root of an issue if there is one, right? You have to actually start from A and you go to B and you go to C. But, you know, we, as nowadays we're starting at you know, we could be at M N O P in the middle, trying to figure out what's up when it comes to say the understanding of things, human psychology, uh, anything, education, maybe you know something outdated. But we have to go in and see how that stuff was actually developed in the first place. But we want to go all the way back. We want to go all the way back before there were textbooks, before there were books at all, before the past, before the noticed. You know, what we all have come to learn modern day history classes or whatever, you know, kind of before that. So maybe some of the deeper, uh, deeper knowledge that you you don't necessarily uh, know or have been taught or actually think of to explore yourself. So that's what we're going to get into. Um, You know, you kind of think about it this way, like, you know, if you're somebody who um, has you know, some sort of trauma, like, you know, the trauma, like, you know, you know, the, the the symptoms of your trauma, like what it does and what it causes and stuff. But in order to understand the trauma, in order to heal it, what are you made to do when you're like, say, if you're going to therapy and stuff, you have to revisit the beginning of that trauma, how that trauma started to notice that it was actually a traumatic event. Um, So you have to go back to the root of things. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the root of uh, how these belief structures came to be um, between, you know, the symbology uh, between just the uh, what's it called? The natural. uh, Um, That's what I was going to say. The common sense, you know, like how common sense just kind of came in, but we're going to be thinking in the thoughts of as primitive man, you know, right. So, yeah, pre everything was given to you era. Yes. We have to develop things at this particular Mm -hmm. point in time and why it's important because this is a, this is where we start and it's going to lead into many things, say how we developed religions or, you know, just ways of thinking, uh, just certain things that some, some of the stuff you, we might do today in modern day, uh, living would maybe primitive and we don't realize it like we haven't we haven't we haven't evolved our consciousness yet in certain areas when we think that we have yet maybe technology and certain things how how great it can be is actually preventing us from growing in that area when everything is doing something for you compared to the time in the past when you didn't have that stuff when you had people had to think 
And you know what happened when they had to think? Just like when, when, but like anything else, when you practice something, you get better at it. Well, as much as we're progressing with a lot of things, we're declining in our way of thought. And it's important to backtrack and not forget our roots, not forget our ancestors, and really remember how we ended up here because that will lead us to more answers. That mm-hmm. will lead us to progress. How do you make progress when you forgot where you're at on the on the scale? Yeah, it's and that's the thing. It's like you're developing those you're developing those answers through that knowledge individually. You know, with that with that being said, like it's common sense, right? Yes, exactly. Like you think about breathing, like you don't think to breathe. You know, you just breathe. Um, but you can bring an awareness, you know, you have an awareness of your breath and you can control your breathing, whether it's the tidal volume, uh, the, the speed of which you're breathing and stuff. So you can control it, but it's mostly involuntary. Well, what if you had the habit of breathing shallow, which isn't good, right? Well, you're not even aware of it. Yeah. But so, but right. So now you have to be aware of it because you have to learn to breathe heavier and and that slows down your heart rate, prevents Mm -hmm. anxiety, does many other good things for you. But when the fact that our body does it for us, it's this natural technology that the universe blessed us with that we take it for granted and we become unaware of it. And yet how simple and silly it sounds that we forget to breathe. And then you have these problems or just these uneasy feelings or just unhappiness in your life and sometimes it takes just going back to the origins of some of your thoughts and your beliefs that you're just kind of like realizing that oh wow i'm an autopilot doing this or thinking this or feeling this that if i just would have looked at where that comes from where that started i could actually probably rewrite the story and therefore not have to deal with that feeling anymore or replace it with something better or heal something. There's there's so many different options. Right, right. So it's important to be aware. And awareness, I think, will be one of the biggest keys to understanding any of these podcasts yes. that we do because that's what we're doing. We're bringing sometimes very simple things, as much as it would sound silly to somebody, it's common sense. It's things that we forget. And to to sum up the fact that you know now we're going to go into our roots and where we started and why we started creating symbols and ways of understanding things is because it will lead us to what's going on today in the human mind and what's causing division, what's causing things to erupt and separate us all. And as much as we blame each other, um, I think we're all responsible because we're not aware of enough and we don't give each other enough credit because remember life isn't easy a lot and we should be there supporting each other but we need to now understand so we could reunite and that's going to go back to to understanding human psychology and where everything came from so and that's why we're we're going into this so um geo when you were a primitive human being in another lifetime you were you walked out you looked in the sky and you're like, what is this? So what what did yeah. you do? Tell me. So you got to think about it. You're probably very, probably very uh, confused, you know, and unsure. So you start kind of just, you have that awareness that this is going on. I'm here right now. What am I supposed to be doing? Um, you know, through that, you know, you may feel a rumbling in your stomach. Uh, you may realize, I don't know, I feel this thing and you might have the into it. I need to eat. Like, or just, I need to fill my stomach or something, you know, and you know, and you start going hunting and gathering, uh, um, you start learning the human basics. Yeah. You start survival. Yeah, exactly. And, but then you start realizing through that survival that all of a sudden as night starts to fall, you're just like, Oh God, it's getting cold. I need to find shelter. Oh God, there's a bunch of predators out and stuff and they're bigger than me or just look really ferocious. Like I need to protect myself. This is the fight or flight now. And you, you find a place to hunker down. And now with that notion, you realize, well, I was able to go out and hunt and gather when that big fiery ball thing was up in the sky and it was light out. Okay. Hopefully that comes back again because then I won't feel this feeling and I can go about hunting and gathering and exploring and, uh, you know, figuring out more of my awareness, you know, 
So right, you right. You're becoming more and more aware through experience. Yeah. Right, right. So you sit there and you're, you know, who knows? You're just, you're wishing. I, that's the thing. It's like, was there wishing? You know, you're just, you're just anticipating for that daylight to come back. Hoping there'd be some sort of, some hoping there was something there to help you. Because mm-hmm. right? you feel that that's your saving grace right there. Well, when it did come back up, what would... All of a sudden, you rejoiced. The warmth came back. Exactly, light came back. Predators and were gone, devel- and this develops a certain uh, feeling in the body. You know, you rejoice. Security. And so yeah, you feel better, and you feel more ah, like like you can you can do what you have to do and relax. So if you think about it, like that's where the whole start can really be. You know, is going well, right? Because you're left, primitive times. Yeah. Well, because at, at this point, let's say we have no real, barely any words, say, but let's mm-hmm. just give give them, let's give them words. This guy we're talking about, yeah, just exactly. just for for we're in, for educational purposes. He has thoughts that aren't necessarily in the what, thoughts that we're having, like language wise, right? There's but the no same, language. but the same thoughts, which is by the by the way, yes. the beauty of language, um, exactly, because language is just an interpretation of a thought. So it's same thoughts. Let's just pretend it's our English. Yeah. As you're hunting, as you're hunting and gathering, you know, you're, you know, you're using, you know, your logic to be like, this is something that I have to do. But in order to do it, you may start using your creative side of the brain to be like, okay, well, how am I going to hunt this thing that I saw? Or how am I going to use to cut down this thing? And you start making tools. Right, right. And instead of using the word kill, maybe he was just thinking, oh, I have to survive. So he's actually to himself, not killing the animal obviously is, but it, language can semantics can play such a crazy role in and how perspective works can it could change everything um and that leads to actually my next point that if if this big ball of fire is in the sky it's giving me all these good things all of a sudden i know when it goes down that all these these things disappear i st- life gets a little harder it gets a little more scary and then when that thing comes back up you know how i feel about that thing you know how i feel about that i feel like wow this is my savior this is, it's, this is, it's light. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the savior up in the sky. Yeah. And a lot of people back in ancient times, this is the way they would start seeing these things. So, so now as time goes on and many situations and experiences happen as human evolution continues. And now we have these symbols, we, these things we make up to associate with say something like the sun or you know uh animals or deities or weather or space or lights in the sky there's so many things that could happen so many stories can be made up why so the mind can relate to it and understand to it just like i did at the beginning with the whole garden uh as your mind and this analogy this allegorical thing and it's really really important to understand that these symbols did come from a reasoning of not in a historical fashion. If you would like to believe that, that's fine. But more so, let's say for educational purposes, these things were invented, these stories and these symbols. Why? So I could tell you that this thing was that. Yes, it's a, it's a communication a, a recording like of, of all this. You know, you think about it before any language and stuff. So now you start to experience, uh, you know, the rise of the sun, the fall of the sun, day and night seasons. Yes. You start experiencing day and night as being, you know, two things that happen and you're like, okay, well it's, it's, it's happening. So, but also in ways, you know, if you wanted to explain it to maybe another primitive being, but you don't have a language, you could have been carving it or drawing it or painting it, whatever it is in some sort of blood or mud or something like that. You know, to kind of explain to other people what you've experienced on your endeavors. Therefore, you start, you know, creating a story. You know, as you start creating a story, you're you're using the symbols, pictures. You know, as pictures are being made, then eventually you get to this, the symbology of the, how you see how all these symbols and then hieroglyphs, how it turned into letters and language. Um, you know, you see how that that's evolved. So, I mean, which are not we're not going to go too much into that. Um, but you just see kind of the evolution of where we're going with this. So now with that being said, civilization is now starting to evolve in advance. Um, you know, the population then starts to grow because you're able to live, you survive longer. So therefore there's more 
experience brought this wisdom yes. over time, and right? You're experimenting and, and development. Exactly. So this is this is all through experience. There's no record of anything. We're talking about before any record of anything. You're just going based off of what you're experiencing, and you. What are you ma- mostly experiencing from? What's going on above you? You're experiencing what's going on above you because you're looking at the sun and you realize the importance of the sun and how the night is. So you develop that feeling of day, good, night, bad. So there you start getting your first forms of beliefs. Right. And why, what's good, what's bad? Well, and actually this is a scientific thing. There's a cell called an amoeba, I think. And um, they they discovered that most organisms have this like amoeba effect where um, they seek pleasure, right? So all organisms has this like thing where they they're seeking pleasure. They're seeking that mm-hmm. good feeling, that comfort, that security. It's a, it's a natural function. And so what we how we would associate good bad is I feel good, I feel bad. This thing makes me feel a certain way. So now we start defining things off of pleasure and pain. Yes. You know, bliss and 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 grief. Yes, exactly. And now you're now you're starting to share that and also give that knowledge. You know, I was saying to Ray earlier today, I was like, you think about it. Now, say you're an older primitive man and you have, you know, it's just you and you have two two kids and the wife did not survive and you experience death and you see that, okay, well, she's no longer with us now, you know, and whatever, whichever way or language you're interpreting that, the mother's no longer there and it's all about survival. So you're going to teach whether through word of mouth, through symbolic pictures or anything, and you're going to teach them. And therefore, you have a passing down of a story, which is the first beginning steps of a, a recording history. And as you're doing that, then eventually as civilization went on and, and the, the language and the symbolicism evolved, you know, there's better record keeping eventually, you know, and then it's, it's about, you know, the whole thing is about, you know, going through those generations, preserving those records so and, and and you know the understanding grew more and more and more you know obviously you know as it started with what was above them there became a huge heavy importance on what's above you whether it's the sun the stars well it was determining yes things like it's very simple tracking in a season you would have say more towards the fall would be this harvesting time. Like over yeah. time, they, they've discovered that wherever the sun was and the stars were told them what to do. Yeah. It gave them an idea of what animals would be around, mm-hmm. when, uh, when to plant their food, yeah. when to, when to, you know, prepare it, when to pick it, and when to hibernate. And right. That's found all, that's found out through the experience. Cause there could have been somebody, you know, who started planting and, and was thrown down the seas, but realized nothing's growing. Well, right. I thought, you know, they, they were going off their experience, but then they start re- realizing through that experience that, oh, wait a minute, the sun or something is not in the same position as it was when I grew it the first time. Oh, so there's a change. Well, instinctually. Yes. Instinctually saying, oh, we lost last time when the sun was here, we lost all our crops because we yeah. didn't pick or, you know, ooh, we had a lot of our members of our tribe die because they got lost in the snow or, yes. you know, things like that. So yes, through experience, through trial and error, yeah. which by the way, let me throw in, makes it, you should be very grateful today. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like we don't have we to forget that. really go through a lot of those trials and error. We still have trial trials and errors, but yeah. not in that necessity that, that it's evolved. So, you know, then you think about it. So they start understanding and mapping it out better in order to know to be able to prepare for in the future. So therefore you have a teaching, a knowledge, an understanding that's recorded and spread out and passed on as well, you know, throughout the civilization. Um, but then you have the evolve, you know, consciousness now becoming so aware of this to the point that there has to be some sort of force doing this. Right. Right, because there's a pattern, yes, and things just just don't happen. Sorry, I hate to pick at any atheist or someone. You don't have to believe. I'm not saying God or anything. I'm just saying there's there's a function, and when there's a function, that means there's something that put the function there. Things just don't happen. There is a logical 
explanation to an extent. I mean, you get you can if you go down to the nitty gritty, you could probably outsmart me there. But when it comes down to it, yes, an intelligence has to exist because things are, you know, if there was no intelligence, everything would just be chaos and craziness. He wouldn't be in this body right now listening to me on this podcast. Podcast. Yeah. It's also, you know, that's as as the um the records evolved and the um the explanations evolved, obviously it became more of a uh, of a tale, you know. You you start explaining, you think about it. You started explaining um whether it was to your kin or to people in your tribe or whatever in the civilization, you know, that you know, you find it in a way to relate and maybe depict it to them and you're like, "Okay, well, you know, the enemy was the night and the day, you know, was, uh, was symbolized life and, and, and all the good and everything. So as it comes to that, you may start putting with the sim, the more sim, uh, more symbolisms to it, you know, and then you think about, you know, where that comes from, you know, whoever has the knowledge probably holds the most authority. Well, and let's not forget also how big the earth is and how many different cultures there are. So mm-hmm. now, okay, one story all of a sudden becomes how many other ones. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same stories going around in other parts of the world. And how crazy is it? They might have different names, mm-hmm. different... But you don't know that. Slightly different versions. Yeah. Right, yeah. You don't know yet. You don't know. You, you just create you the think story. you're the only people. All of a sudden, you know, you, you, you discover this new place with these foreign people. And now, it, it, it can you can even pass knowledge onto each other you meet you know that's how humans started interacting at first it was probably very warlike and very protective you didn't know they were these people are alien i don't know what well actually it actually started off where it became once the exploration well first before we before we go into that um what i was saying just before like is about the fact that um now you have the keepers of the records right right right. keepers of in each culture right right and then they start having an authority over the people and as that happens and there's sort of like an authority over it um uh, and there's also a protection over it you start developing your hierarchies and your and your and your monarchs keepers of the knowledge. yes right. and you have you have you have all that like you have you know so now status now is becoming yeah. a thing so yeah so let's fast forward now that that develops and you know into more of an ancient egyptian civilization let's just say right so you have this now, you have the symbology and everything, and you have the higher authorities. The higher authorities start to take on the God figure, almost, and and use that, use the knowledge to portray themselves as the one who knows it all and knows how it works, and therefore the people look to you. And now as you're growing the civilization in order to keep order— you have the laws you have you have the things that you make you you make and you sit there and you show you know the people that you know i have this knowledge you know i must you know and the people look at you as oh my god he must be a god right so you could get into the whole fact of that even you know the you know the skies are the heavens you know we you know and then also you know the sun now you go into look at horus Talk right. about, you know, talk right, about, right, right. And, about well, Horus, the Egyptian god. Absolutely. And the uh, the opposite being set, which, by the way, is where your, yes. your little word sunset comes yeah, from. Because exactly. if you relate back to sun worship in Egypt, uh, and which in relation to all this is, uh, you know, they named they named stars. They named the sun. They mm-hmm. named the sun. If you look, if you, you this, is, this is documented stuff that they named the sun god. They represented the sun in the sky as Horus, which, by the way, is an anagram for hours mm-hmm. or or horizon exactly. or things like that. So there's all this wordplay and symbolism. There's mm-hmm. all these things playing this factor for the, to, to help the mind grasp these things. So and to, to cure that uh, last one up is um, uh, set. So Horus, the story is Horus. During the daytime, they symbolize in the story as would kill Set, and Set would be gone and disappear. And then when the sun would come down, and why would, would they? And you think about it, it's like okay, well, why would they personify these planets or you know celestial things? You know, well, you got to think about it. We're humans. You know, we were humans. The way to get them to understand characteristics know, was yeah, give them human characteristics. They're like me and you, and this is what this one did and this is what the other one did and well, therefore you have your 
your start of the story. Well, we write movies. Yes. You know, we have, we, in this day and age, we have this crazy technology where we could CGI a movie and we create these characters yeah. based off of these mythologies. And where do you think when people write, say, something like Marvel movies or any of these superhero movies and stuff like that, they're archetypes of the mind. Meaning, uh, actually, let's go down this route. Stephen King mm-hmm. got a crazy mind. He writes all these crazy horror stories and this and that. And a lot of the stuff he thought of it came from his own mind. And who knows? Maybe it came from things he experienced when he was a kid. Maybe someone in his family was crazy. Like, so instead of instead of maybe falling into those, like thinking that way and becoming those things, an artist will take those archetypes and make things of them. And and that's a, a way, a, one way of looking at symbolism. Or you could take things that you see that are actually real things and give them a story. If you don't have a name for it yet, if you don't have an understanding of it yet, well, now I'm going to give this thing a, a definition or a personality yeah, of, has a of how I now. could write, but in how I could relate or how you can relate. I want to make you understand it to the best of my ability. Yes. So what am I going to do? I'm going to make this story to give you this emotional and mental definition of this thing yeah this way you understand the importance of it right so it's something that you're actually uh taking in and sitting there being like okay well you know now that they understand that and this is how we're trying to run our civilization you know they're the people are a big part of the civilization they need to be on board as well with this thought construct and there you go you have your your whole belief right there right right so now the story starts somewhere, usually very simple, and then they end up developing. And every culture is different because every, let's say, environment. You know, being in uh, you know Europe and then in the South Africa back in ancient times was very very different compared to each other. So maybe they experienced different rhythms of of, of nature and different views of the sky. Mm-hmm. And so now they develop these. Just you know, they're different stories, but then they have for some odd reason. Wow, that guy. He uh he was born of a virgin. Oh, but that guy was born of a virgin. And all these other things, and you start saying, Wow, mm-hmm. this story's coming from somewhere. This is repeating over and over again. It's all different interpretations. Of the same symbols. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So how crazy is it as each culture thought they were so separate and this one worshipped this mm-hmm. thing, this god. And then this culture worshiped this God. And now, hmm. now what do you have? Now yeah. you have war. Well, yeah. That, and that's why I was saying the things was because now you have these, you have this belief now in place. Right. And if you go back, this is actually true. Um, it's, it starts with like the whole first time of actually gardening and harvesting. You know, you think about it, you have your civilization. Now you guys have been able to thrive in your land and your population, your population has grown. Therefore, you're going to need more land. You're going to need more. So as the exploration went on, that's where eventually as you're exploring to increase the size of your land to withstand your people, you start moving into other territories. And then all of a sudden you come across, there's other people there that are not part of our civilization. So in the beginning, you try to communicate with them and you probably don't have the same communication or language skills and all that. Like there's, it's probably different. So, you know, trying to establish that, um, that understanding but as you're doing that, you know, yes, there's probably a lot of other civilizations that they were able to break through and and, you know, meld uh, mend those two communities together. But there was probably others, which this is really actually true, um, that eventually, you know, they saw that it was like, oh, they're moving in on our land or they were skeptical because this was foreign to them. Who are these people? We so thought we were basic, the only people. Basic survival. Yeah. It's survival. And where it comes from then is also your explanation. And there's a, there, there could be a disagreement and there's a disagreement in, in beliefs and way of life. So there with, therefore that happening, there's a, uh, uh, like a discord. Yes. A discord between them. And that could lead to, like you were saying, mm-hmm. then you have the whole, have you know, war. now war. all of a sudden we're fighting violence. Over, now that's wars of God. Yeah. Right. Now, you now have, it's yeah. wars of belief. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's so important to understand the origins of belief and where things come from, because if you understand that we're we're more unified than we think, we just happen to just be separated by a way we say something or the way we describe something. But in the end, it it usually comes pretty damn close. Yes. All our all our uh, thoughts and beliefs 
and that's they they've all been experienced pretty much through the same origins but interpreted differently so then when those paths crossed where it was this interpretation versus this interpretation um you know that's where the threat of your life and your way of life comes in and starts creating that discord which creates the disharmony between people and separation, you know, the separation and then the violence of trying to take over that land because that person's bad, but the other, the other side views those people as bad, you know, and that's where you have this, this whole, uh, division and then conquering. Right. Right. And now we see where civilization's going and now, and now we see why it's so important to understand where things come from. And, you know, there's a lot of things in between. It's a very interesting subject, you know? I mean, we can only touch up on so yeah. much within an hour. Um, so to, to really get to the point here is, you know, all of these things in development of civilization and development of language and just human consciousness in general, um, uh, it, it's going to be rather important to know how things became because where we're going. Now, if you look at the world today and where we're heading and how our evolution's going, you know, dependency on technology, dependency on the government, listening to media, all that stuff is now we're talking something similar here. Yeah. We're talking beliefs. We're talking things, you know, and, and especially in an age where information is so plentiful, right? So the things that are structuring your mind, thoughts, and beliefs, a lot of them have origins and some of them are new and upcoming. So, and right. with that being said, um, these types of thoughts and beliefs can dictate how you move through your life, how you act, how you feel, what you actually do, like all those things. Who, who you associate with, what parties you join, mm-hmm. uh, what people uh, influence you. Yeah. Who are you around, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and then, you know, it can get into plenty of other things like going back to now, like basically what he's saying, let's bring it back to the beginning of the episode, the garden. So now you go back into your garden and sometimes you've, you've let your garden grow without realizing it's growing. Like you've just been watering these plants on automatic yeah, for so long. So now you have just weeds and weeds of other people's yeah. beliefs and, and things that you were told and things that you were taught in school yeah. and what your politicians told you and what your church told you. And it, I think to break down and pull the weeds for anybody. That's, that's the first step of changing your life is going into your garden and realizing that you've been watering these, these plants that are ugly and don't serve you. And they don't say, bring you any wealth or food or, or, or nourishment or anything like like that. It's like the example I used before when I was like, okay, so you go into your garden and you, you see that there's dandelions. You didn't plant the dandelions, but they're there and you may actually like them. They're pretty looking, whatever you keep them in your garden. But now as you're going through tending your garden, you're trying to plant new seeds. Say you want to grow tomatoes and you're sitting there trying to grow tomatoes, but you're not, your tomatoes aren't growing or they're coming out weird or something. They're just not growing. And you're like, you want to know why they're not growing now, your garden. Maybe so, the soil. It could be the soil or it could be the weeds. The weeds that were already planted there in your garden can be sucking the life or taking away the nutrients for the the tomatoes. Right. So what do you have to do? You have to pull those weeds. So it's the same thing with your beliefs. Like you may have beliefs in place already in your mind or in your garden um, that were kind of just instilled upon you from the moment you were born, uh, growing up, you know, through parents, religious figures, all that, uh, teachers. And, uh, as you're going through life, you're trying to accomplish new things. That's your tomatoes. You're trying to plant your tomatoes. You're trying to plant new seeds and new things and new ways of working. Nourish, nourishment. Yes. But as you're going through life, you start having some issues and it's, you see that they're not you know, what you want is not trying, not, not coming about. And if you look deep enough, sometimes it could be that those implemented already beliefs that you kind of grew up with that also are held in your subconscious, um, are interfering with the new thing you're trying to do. So what do you have to do? You have to pluck the weeds. You have to reshape, uh, you know, how you actually believe, go back to where, 
that came from and realize if if it's actually working for you or not or is it is it keeping you from from growing and harvesting those tomatoes right right and and actually let's really take it holistically here let's go back before let's say okay we pull the weeds right mm-hmm. we got we, we clean the garden yeah but what's the most what's the most important aspect of a garden the soil, the soil. and why because that's going to determine the quality of your garden yes. that's that's home base that's the foundation and what's what what symbolism could play into your soil. What if you were to say, okay, my mind's a garden. What's your soil? Yeah. What's what is, your foundation? Well, I'm asking you. Yeah. What, well, in in a sense, what symbolically could that play? Your emotional foundation. Yeah. Exactly. Your your, your core beliefs, your yeah. set beliefs, the things that you're, you're the things that you the 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 common sense mm-hmm. you hold in your mind, the things you you get up, you go brush your teeth, and you say this this is my standard. Yeah thing i look at about life like is my soil good before i can even start a business and these are seeds planting start a business start a band start a podcast you know uh become a teacher become this how's your soil yeah what's the qual what's the quality of it because you're sitting there like okay like i i don't know what the quality of that that's the quality of your thoughts the quality of your emotions the quality of you know how you how are you going about and interpreting things? So, you know, you could sit there and you're growing the tomatoes, but then when you grow into it, uh, you bite into a tomato, all of a sudden it's, they're too acidic or they're too sweet or there's something. And that's not what you were looking for. Time well, to get rid of it. it's time to replace that soil because that soil might be acidic. That's right. a soil may be contributing to how your the quality of what you're growing. Right. Right. And, and, and here, foundation. you know, it's ironic too. It's funny how, the ancients and how religions presented their beliefs is what we're doing this on purpose. This is how you go back and you read about ancient cultures and, and ancient religions and even some of the religions today. And you realize that that's all they're doing. They're telling you through stories, through analogies, through allegorical through ways, parables to understand something. And that's what we're doing with you right now about the actual subject that we're yes. talking about, mm-hmm. you know. And then on top of that, now let's say back to the soil and all that. You got your garden. You, the, the soil's great. Your emotional state's great. You're in a good place. You actually have this good belief about life. You develop some sort of faith or some sort of backbone. And now you plant your seeds. You want to start your business. You want to start your podcast. You want to do whatever it is that you're seeking to do, whatever goals you have. And now you water it with the conscious mind. Exactly. Now you water it with your thoughts, yeah. the, the everyday thoughts, meaning I get up, brush my teeth, and I go, okay, my goals I'm going to crush them. Now I'm watering my seeds. Yeah. So you're going to help them grow. You're going to help them grow. And then that's, and then that comes to the next thing though, as you're maintaining your garden, um, and, and making them grow, you got to remember though, uh, what's also a big problem in gardening. You have infiltrators, you have infiltrators and parasites coming in and whether they're eating it, destroying it or, uh, creating toxicity in whatever you're growing, you know, those are the things. And that's, that's relatable to everyday life when it comes to coming in contact with other people or other thoughts, other opinions, Letting other experiences. Garden, right? Yes. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, you kind of want to maybe keep some of those things at bay. It's okay. You know, that they're not necessarily all bad. Like, look, uh, they, you know, for them to live that parasite, they may need to feed off of the tomato or something in the soil that is essential for the tomato to grow. You you started a you started a business and you got someone wants to come in and goes I want to you know I, I want to get into that same thing and this guy's got a this guy's got a thing started and this and that now I'm gonna go in there and mm-hmm. do whatever I must to get the things I need out of his garden. But he could be thriving off of your idea, uh, but also in the same way putting your idea in detriment, whether it's because of competition or whether it's because um, he's assuming they're assuming too much control. Or, or they're or they're tainting your actual uh, message or your delivery point, you know. So right, this is how right, this right. is how all of this is relatable. Right, right. Which is so now you could see why we went back and we explained that in the beginning of time there was life with no words to it yet, no story. We develop it all over the earth, different cultures, different symbols, 
all humans trying to live, get by. We go through our survival mode. Now we develop. Time goes on. And with, by the way, we're not just jumping from that time and that era to come to here to say we're not like this is the basis of this podcast to go back and forth in time to really see the origins of yes. things and to really understand how they were developed and why and for what reason and what people back in history took this and knew that there would be some gullible people out there that they could take advantage of the, mm-hmm. those say aka worship gods who grew an ego feeling and actually thinking like a god and passing it down in their family lineage and saying son or my daughter, whatever, you're a god, and we are powerful. We're the king. We're the queen. We're the president. We're, you know, we we're, need to rule the people. We the need people to, need to be ruled. So you need to tell them this story. But what we did is we kind of tweaked it. We tweaked it, and we wanted to tell you that the only way to keep the family tradition going and to keep us in the seat of power, and some of people, let's say they're not all malicious, we need to stay in power because we know better. Yes, we know better. People are people are silly belief. out there. That's their own perception of belief. They think that See? they know what's best. Right. Instead of letting the natural law and, and the natural occurrences to happen and allowing people to think for themselves. They look at themselves as protectors. You know? some, yeah, some of them. And believe that I know many conspiracy theorists today, you know, all the whole world's evil and everyone's out to get us. It's, it's, look, there's good and bad people everywhere. There's, there's always good a duality. And, there is in every race, in every politics. In all politics, in the government, in people, in the upper class, middle class, lower there, you have good and bad. We live in a dual world. Get over it. Stop blaming everybody and stop thinking that there's a certain thing about a certain type of person or a certain job status. Like you can have a rich guy who has a big, good heart. We portray rich people to be these evil people because they have money. And let alone, it could be just simple jealousy. Or it's just because your perception of seeing that person have whatever they want and you don't have everything you want yet. You automatically think that person got either a, you know, he got something you didn't. He understood something you didn't. You got screwed over. But the thing is, it's all about how you see things. What are your symbols? What are your beliefs? Where did they come from? And the only way you're going to find it out is as if you dig through the garden. Exactly. And that's where we're bringing this in, where we're talking about now the origins of beliefs um, to understand our beliefs and thoughts that we use today, uh, whether they're subconscious or not, um, and then see how they affect our lives. And then, you know, once we analyze, you know, everybody's going to do it individually on their own and analyze their own beliefs and thoughts and the feelings that they get and, you know, the events and actions taking place in their life and figure out, is that aligned with what they're really, what they really want and what really makes them happy? Or do they need to change something? Well, because that's all that counts. Yes. It's not about what you call the thing you believe in this or that. How does it, what, what's yeah. the quality of life? Are, what what yeah. are you what obtaining? Va- how, what, what, what gives it value? Right. Is it value? Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you use it as something that betters your life or makes it worse? And let's start, let's go back to the beginning again. It's, well, does it make you feel good or does it make you feel bad? And on top of that, does it make other people feel good or does it make other people feel bad? At, at certain points, you don't care about what other people think, but I'm saying- if you're negatively impacting someone, maybe you should take a, a, a double, should double check it. But point being, though, uh, as much as we say to be unselfish and the, there's a light worker community out there, a conscious truth community, and they talk about empaths and being good to other people, well, let's get this straight. Simple thing here. And this is truth. And I'll tell you that this is truth. You can't take care of other people unless you've taken care of yourself first. You cannot mm-hmm. go garden somebody else's garden. You can't go give everything out if there is a way to do that yes absolutely and you have plenty of people that will but you got to remember most of us are in turmoil because either we're following a group that's leading us down a path that's not our unique path and we're thinking thoughts that not aren't ours and they're causing that grief or we're constantly looking outside ourselves and trying to help other people and yet let's let's take care of ourselves first yes. and let's double check ourselves and what we're thinking and believing and really go in and not not many people like to do that. And yeah. we're saying, if, coming from our first episode, mm-hmm. the only reason why we changed is because we went and did what we're talking exactly. about. And you can't change other people or change how other systems work and stuff if you're not – you're part of the system. So you have to change yourself, if anything. There's something that you need to do from within that will emanate outwards. So, you know, it's the same thing, like even a parable that Jesus used was, you know, um, you can't, how can you 
point the speck out in your brother's eye without removing the boulder in yours first. Right. So, you know, that just goes hand in hand to say with, okay, well, you need to, like you said, tend your own garden, know how to even tend a garden before you can help somebody tend their own. Right, right. Or you're not most likely And are you even welcomed? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Get Mom the fuck out of my garden, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> right. Well, and, and yeah, who invited you? Yeah. But, you know, uh, uh, plenty of other things. And that was a great use, by the way, of something from the Bible. Now, see, regardless if you believe in Jesus or not, yeah. that's a great line. That's something you don't have to. That's where maybe certain religions got it wrong, you know, where you don't have to fully be, you know, if I, I could take an excerpt from some sort of book from these this culture and make use of it because that plays some kind of symbolic meaningful definition in my life and that's mm-hmm. a great thing but you don't have to have this cult-like attitude where oh well if you don't go to the church i go to or you don't go to the monastery or you don't meditate or you don't eat vegan or uh, that that's all that is so unnecessary yeah. to shun that on other people when yet we should just be looking to make the quality of our lives better and others around us and Really just be careful on how we treat others in their gardens too. Yeah. Like I uh, let me, let me, you know, I, I can help you if you let me help you. You know, that's the thing. And that's where, you know, we kind of just got into the development of religion uh, or religions, I should say. Well, that's um, a big one. You know, so now with right. that, that knowledge, now understanding the development of religions through that way. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, one of the biggest religions out there is, you know, the whole Roman Catholic, um, you know, I understand you also have, you know, your Hinduism, your Buddhism, your Islam, uh, you know, all, all the different types of religions. But now what we want to do since we got into, um, you know, the development of religions, digress that a little bit more by maybe going into some of these religions now. Right, right. And honestly, we're going to probably make a solid episode on mm-hmm. that and really break down maybe from research and from personal findings and all this other stuff. I've been reading about this for years. I've mentioned I watched Zeitgeist. That's a great documentary to start. Um, there is other sections where I, I'm not asking you to really watch it, but it is really interesting if you're interested kind of in the, there's a great aspect of where certain parts of religions came from and how crazy that certain facts or parts of each story end up telling something very similar there's a lot of qualities and aspects of each of those religions that end up actually tying together which by the way let's let's really think back on how many wars and how many things have, how many bad things have happened from having a different religion so i find that to be absolutely important we're going to spend a whole episode on breaking yeah. things down give you some symbolism give mm-hmm. you some parts of the story where this could have came from how far it went back you know, and um, and and yeah, so th- that would be really the next step. Digressing all those. Yes, so. exactly. We'll go into that in the next episodes. Um, you know, we'll like you said, we'll go into uh, you know, the symbology more. Um, also, uh, we're gonna probably take now. With that being said, uh, a lot of the Vedic teachings, um, and also the Bible. The Bible itself. Big one. Yes. The Bible itself and realizing how that ancient science is in there and how it came to be what it is now that the way it's interpreted, um, you know, and kind of digging deeper past it because there's a lot that, you know, the if you read the Bible at a surface level, there's a lot that you're missing. Right. And it's a, and at the irony is... And I do believe, I don't remember the scripture, but it even says in the in the Bible that, that if you read it by the letter or you take it literal, mm-hmm. that it's going to be a dark and kind of useless. It's going to yeah. be a story, you know. Exactly. <clears throat> and then you also could see how, like we were talking about hierarchies, you know, how hierarchies, you know, control the mind, control the mind using uh, these these teachings and this knowledge. Um, to develop what we know as religion, which is not to say that all religion is bad and that everybody in religion is evil. But I think that each religion group, whatever system, there's always infiltrators, always infiltrators of the garden, always, all the, always the parasites, you know, and their agenda is because of whatever 
gain that they could get. You know, right, right. you know, they they may see life in a different way. Well, because of the symbols and definitions they grew up with, or or mm-hmm. maybe, um, you know, their their tainted soil of bad emotions and attachments to the past and attachments to the way of thinking is. Yeah. Like we may, we may sit here and, and, you know, somebody may put an importance more on, uh, being spiritually tapped in, uh, you know, being more tapped in with, you know, the outer realms, you know, afterlife, all that. And then you have somebody else who may have the, some of the same knowledge as that other person, but they're more concerned and tapped into and aware of the physical reality, hmm. you know, the, the things that they find value here on earth, they don't care about what happens after, uh, after they die. They just want to monetize and capitalize on anything they can while they're here. Cause right. they, they think, they think that that's, that's what life is and that's what it's all about. Then you have people that do a good, great balance of, of both the two. And so that's where we're going to, we're going to get more into. Right. Right. And balance is key. Balance is important. I think life really teaches you that as you go, like, you know, that whole everything in moderation and really too much of anything is bad for you. And that goes along with power. And I think we all know that by now. We've all seen enough movies and read enough stories to know that too much power ends up leading to, you know, like a lot of these celebrities end up having too big of a voice and sometimes aren't the greatest influences. Not just them, but politics and people in general. You know, the popular kid in school can basically kind of skew the, the rest of the football team or, you know, like... And one at one person in that seat of power could change everything. So it's important to know that balance is key and understanding is key because then if a person that is more corrupted in the mind from past experiences and 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 just kind of this faulted uh, you know way of growing up and all that stuff and just you know basically attachment to his own issues or her issues. Well, if you understand these things, then that that person can't have that power over you, you know, or that government or that church or that guru, you know, or that parent or the parent big one. I mean, that's our first gods in yeah. it. That's the first set exactly. of gods we get. Exactly. So I think with that being said, you know, now you have uh, hopefully now after listening to this, you have a better awareness about, uh, you know, some of hu- uh, human beings, their origins and, you know, the development of of beliefs Uh, So with now that knowledge, um, in our next episode, we want to break down a little bit about uh, some of these actual religions. Like I said, whether it's the Vedic Vedic religions and beliefs, uh, Catholicism, Christianity, uh, you know, Islamic, we're going to go more into that and even their ancient scriptures and talk about the, uh, the real depth in what they're saying and how they all connect right and, and the symbology in them yes yes and it's it's very it's it's actually very interesting when you start like don't think we're going to be sitting here preaching you know yeah no <laughs> we're, we're, we're not saying hail mary with you or, or or not you know trying to talk anything religious other than these uh correlations and facts that you could see that they are definitely coming from the same origin yes um and what that does is when it connects the dots, I'll tell you this right now, and I'm giving you my experience, that it opened a big door and it freed. This is part of unlocking the prison of the mind because now you're open to a whole new world of you know realizing that it all just wasn't bullshit, that there is this deeper meaning to these things, mm-hmm. which leads back to the whole occult thing. Now, I, I, I've watched a lot of things lately on people smiting the occult and yes there's remember dual world we live in you have a good and bad side black magic white magic lots all those you know magicians and weird Mm -hmm. gods and all that stuff Mm -hmm. nonsense but point being yes you have a good and bad so when a because occult means hidden it just means hidden knowledge within things like parables and allegories so consider the bible and all these things somewhat of an an occult study and we're going to reveal that stuff to you and how Certain definitions and things reappear constantly all over these religions. Yes, there's a lot of synchronicity um, within all these, you know, ancient texts, uh, teachings, uh, what have you. So that's that's our next step. You know, there's a there's a purpose. 
behind us getting into this stuff. And you're, you're starting to see a little bit about how that's actually purpose, uh, purposeful, purposeful to you. Uh, so, you know, as we get into it, you start really realizing and understanding to the point where now you can have a better interpretation and, you know, really think about what are your, what are the morals that align with you more and what do you, you know, what is your real values? Time to clean the hard drive. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, on yeah. that note, on that note, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Yes, we 100%. appreciate you listening. We hope that this brought a good awareness to you and you now come with us. And as we dive even deeper down and check out um, all the uh, all the information we're going to reveal through all these ancient texts. Uh, yeah, check a, check out all our social media. Check out, check, social out, media. check out our websites and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Give us a like, a share, and uh, we'll tune in with you next time. 